Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast coming at you live at Hamburg Brewing Company. Sit down here. Good to see you, Jim. It's just different. It's just it different when we're here. It is. The it's energy. It, it, we have a whole new energy to our whole pod. Like, we're ready to attack things. The beer. We're, we're a Louis deep. Say? We're Louis deep already. Yep. It tastes better when we're here and we're pulling them out of our fridge at home. What you have to do, I mean, yeah. you have to do it at home. It's fine. But, man, there's something about just getting that, that fresh draft. Especially, like, this is, like, the first day and yesterday here in Western New York where we really got dumped on with snow. It's frigid out. You know, when you go to a brewery and you crack open a beer or they pour you a beer, there's something just kind of primitive works. about it. It works. It, it feels like you're in the wild. I like I'm it. just kind of surviving, drinking some beer to get by and warm get the blood going on a lunchtime it's nice and warm we just had a great sandwich it's a great beef on weck at hamburg definitely and i know we weren't able i don't to feel do... like i'm roughing it right now yeah I, i'm kind of roughing i just i'm kind of letting the beard go kind of uh, letting myself go to you, extent. you you have a lot going on you got a lot of that's what that's the writer in you the you're sinking yourself into a character like a great actor does like you are you're sunk in right now on, on just developing a novel yeah, I haven't really talked about it. No. When I when I know that I can talk about it, yeah. we'll fill everybody in, but I'm working on a book and it's been very, very busy, but very insightful and a lot of fun and learning a lot. And I can't wait to share the news. So Yeah, you got some good info already from what you've shared with me. So Yeah. Which are our Who knows? Maybe we'll get a few Louis in us and we'll we'll get yeah, into it'll it. It'll come out at some yeah. point. It all does. So, Jim, you know, this is, uh, we're over 100 episodes. So, yeah, you, this is unbelievable. I, for we're the at, for a year at it. We didn't get fired. <laughs> um, you know, I, didn't, I didn't fire ourselves. I, I, that's why I love working for you. I mean, 
you we reach out you know we started this together and you know tis I, the season for firing so too you well, better, it better watch it i mean you better bring it this episode you know this is about the time when you know terry and kim pagula were asking us you know let's get the coaching candidates together and mcdermott came to mind and you know he did fire us so i have a little i was a little like wow is tyler gonna fire me i'm a little gun shy i mean i feel yeah. like but no no uh-huh. you're, you're not like I'm not Sean. a wrestler you're not a you you're, you're not, not a wrestler he's cutthroat sean's cutthroat yeah would i mean you can uh no, he's a good businessman he did like i told you he's a good businessman yeah, maybe you broke down what it was like to be fired many a times on many this podcast. Many a times, many times. I appreciate you. Hey, this is that's a pretty cool accomplishment to get that many episodes down. And yeah, you know, obviously those that listen to the podcast, they know the feed includes some of the interviews that do it. Go long. I'll, I'll put on the podcast Isaiah. so people can listen to it. The Isaiah Show. Isaiah's been nice. Isaiah McKenzie Show has been a lot of fun. Uh, what a what a nice roller coaster ride for him these last couple months too. Like, you know, it's it, it's really interesting. It, Part of me does, part of me gets Sean McDermott's intentions with the benching because I know I covered the Packers for a number of years and there were so many moments where, you know, they'd have somebody out there make a big mistake and they didn't have that accountability. And then that would come back to bite the Packers. So, you know, that NFC championship game in 2014 when Brandon Bostic has the ball bounce off his head, you know, he shouldn't have been out there in that moment. It was his job on that play to block. Jordy Nelson recovers it. They win the game. They go to the Super Bowl. Brandon Mike Boston. McCarthy let it get to that moment. They didn't. They didn't have that that heavy hand when they should have. But so I, I think that's what maybe McDermott was trying to do with Isaiah McKenzie. He picked the wrong person. I mean, it was a little ridiculous to, in my opinion. And yeah, obviously I do a show with him, so we're getting a side of Isaiah McKenzie, and and hopefully people enjoy seeing well, what it's really like. But. I think he had one fumble on 130 something touches. He's he and seems, he's a proven weapon for this team. And the team seems to respect him. And the team loves him as a player. They love him, not just as a guy. Like yes, they love his personality, but they seem to really respect him. You can just see the way they feed off his energy yeah. in the, when he's getting his his targets and his catches. And um, there are different offense with him. I can promise you this. It'd be fun to ask, like, Leslie Frazier. Like, if you were defending the Bills, how much of a headache when McKenzie's on the field does that become? Because those are the guys you identify. There's certain players that every D coordinator wants to know, you know, well, you know hey, what, when, when they do this, whatever grouping they like to use with him the most, we need to know where he is and what they're doing with him because he's a game-breaker. And, hey, let's face it, Beasley's not. You know, he's not going to break games, I'm saying. Like, so McKenzie's in the game. Now you have Diggs. You have Sanders, you have Davis, Mackenzie, Knox, Knox, who is just David Singletary. Hello, Singletary. The way he runs the ball is—I haven't seen this, and it's really cool to see. Like now, you know what he. I always said I never could really define what he was as a runner. I was like, he's just blotting me. Not anymore. He has found his niche as far as he runs hard. He gains extra yards. He's not fumbling. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, I just—it's cool to see. Um, McKenzie adds something to the offense. But it is a, a little insane to me that <laughs> that it had to get be done the way it was. Well, I mean, the the game of the year in Foxborough, I mean, the game that we might look back at that win and say it completely turned the Buffalo Bills season around. This is a game they had to have. They can lock up the division now with a win over the, the Jets. <clears throat> this is a team that could win the Super Bowl. And and who was mm-hmm. the the hero of the it, Isaiah McKenzie was played out of his mind. 
Yeah. And, it, and it, it was somebody that the head coach tried to make an example out of just a few weeks prior, which it's tough. I just feel like, you know, that it's not like Isaiah McKenzie magically became a different player overnight for that game. Mm-hmm. He's been the same guy. He, he looked, did this against Miami. Was he, this was George, him go Georgia. back to Georgia. It's him in Georgia. But, you know, you saw it in that Miami game last year, and the Bills basically chalked it up as, oh, you know, that was a, you know, we had our backups and whatever. Know, Miami had to win a game. They had to win to get into the playoffs. Like, like don't just don't just write that off. I mean, I'm yeah. saying because he took that game over. <clears throat> they get into the playoffs. He kind of goes back to the bench. He, he loves Buffalo. He wants to stay in Buffalo. He takes less money to stay in Buffalo. And he's a decoy all year offensively. Um, and, and in the return game, he wasn't bad. I mean, if that's not a holding penalty – in Tennessee, different. Maybe the narrative changes a little bit. True. But he's a decoy offensively all season. They don't really use him. He's just kind of, you know, jet sweeping around, um, jet motioning around. Yeah, they do that. And, and when they needed him out of necessity because everybody gets COVID, he has the game of his life. And what did you see last week? I mean, it's mostly back to the bench. I mean, Cole Beasley just took his job back. Just like that. We'll see how that pans out. I, I agree with you. I think Isaiah gives it's, you a dimension. The good thing is get. it now has become, you know, once the playoffs start is there's a lot of tape now with how you're going to defend the bills because it now it's, that adds another weapon. It's, they know Beasley, Kenzie, how we get, when these guys are on the field, we have to adjust our defenses to them and they're becoming a headache again. I think to defend like, like they've been. I think they're really a headache too because of this running game that has just emerged out of nowhere well, pretty much. And Josh is a part of it. Oh, absolutely. Josh is Josh Allen is a part of it. Um, right. I mean, that's what you're saying. Like Josh right. designed or not designed. Yeah. It's, have really, yes. Made them. You have a, a guy like Dion Dawkins who I, had some rougher moments early in the year. Now he's just, he's just kicking ass out there. The, the one thing that, we keep talking about and, and we've talked about this all year with and this is why you pay Josh Allen what you paid him. Trey White haven't skipped a beat. I mean hard to believe. I haven't even thought about that injury. Hard since it to believe. Like he's as good as you could want as a corner. Like he is. He's a rock solid corner. But Jim, also let's look at the schedule. Yeah, okay. You know what it's I mean? Fair. Like they get into a game with it. Mahomes, with right. Burrow. Now we're going to talk about in the playoffs. What's it matter? Right. There's going to be teams that are going to start testing those corners. But Sean McDermott is a very good cornerbacks coach. He is great cornerbacks coach. Great. Good defensive coach. He's done it. Offensive coach. He's confident in. He's what he is is he's 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 a he's a smart roster builder. He and Bean, in the fact that they realize we can survive if you have the quarterback. You can lose your best corner. You can survive. Other, you know, like if the Chiefs, whoever they're, you consider their best corner. If he goes down, we're, we're not talking about it. Yeah, right. We're so close to the Bills situation. Their like, corners out there, and they get embarrassed well, they by get Jamar embarrassed Chase. Right, but it's going to come down to Mahomes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's how I feel about the Bills anyway. It's going to come down to Josh anyway. So, all right. Well, then, let's yeah. So anyway, in. I know we we talk so much about, but. Josh. But no, but no, I think that should be the theme of this podcast. I mean, we talked a little bit before about it, but I had a conversation with uh, Kurt Warner recently, Hall of Fame quarterback, and obviously the the two-parter that we launched go along with 
was back bef- before we oh, had this wow, relationship. Yeah. You were a yeah, you were you were a on, source. You were an interviewee. Yeah. You, were, you were figuring out why we did the league beers. why did the league pass on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, which is it's crazy to think how much has changed in a year. Which you know, when I called you up out of the blue and we talked, and next thing you know, we're grabbing beers at Resurgence, talking about it all. But anyways, um, Kurt Warner, you know, pissed a lot of people off locally in that story with how critical he was of Josh Allen's game. And he, I don't, I mean, it's not like he dislikes Josh Allen. Obviously he likes a lot about Josh Allen. And, um, and for those who don't subscribe to go along, it's a good time to subscribe. Go along TD.com. We will have the story up next week for subscribers only. Um, just kind of catching up with Kurt Warner on this all. But back then when we first talked, he, he didn't believe that style of quarterbacking could last three, four playoff wins in a row that he, he really was adamant. You need to, from the pocket, make decisions, go through your progressions, take your layups. That would and be win that way. And basically I posed the question a year later to Kurt Warner, has anything changed? And I will just leave it there as a cliffhanger. I like it. I like it. That's I'm learning in this, this, this marketing aspect of the job, Jim, I'm trying to, it's hard trying you, to get there. Well, that's what you do when you break stories and you, you destroy organizations. <laughs> the Giants are in shambles. Like you, hey, part three is going to come out. I don't know. It was going to come out today, but we're now we're looking at Saturday morning. I don't understand how. Giants. I don't know how you can keep coming up with more to destroy, but it's awesome. It couldn't not, happen. I, I'm okay with it because you know what? There's plenty of people there. I know there's some good people there that don't work there anymore. That are good people and were great at their jobs. They've proven great at their jobs. I really so. just feel like we're given we're, we're, we're given this very state-run TV type of message. I, like mm-hmm. I think all – no, and there's a lot of really good beat writers across the country and that, that are digging and digging and digging mm-hmm. and trying to get the truth too. I'm not saying – but with, with the way the league is, co- is, is now with, with locker rooms shut down, I mean, you can, from a podium, project a certain message like the Giants are. I mean, Joe Judge is at the podium just lying – he is lying. That's almost He's like, saying that the Patriots in 2019, coaches were fearful that they were going to lose. Like, get the hell out of here. It's funny Judge. how that sparked so many writers, you know, beat writers were started digging in on that. They're like, hold on. This is totally false. <laughs> like, Completely. Like, Invented. Everything he said was like just made up. So the New York Giants want to call everybody that I talk to liars? Okay, your head coach is lying to the world. My favorite the face was of your team. How many players are calling him twice a week? First of all, twice a week. Yeah, we you've talked to more players. Probably, I mean, I know players. You know players. These guys aren't calling head coaches <laughs> no. saying, "I wish I was there." No. That doesn't happen. Golf clubs aren't in for and, the lockers. No, this is that was some really strange. It, it got strange. It's, still he, is because he's still there. Oh my god. Yeah, I didn't want to but go anyway, down this road. I know. I'm sorry. Just, I didn't mean. I'm just saying. You, this this is what. How do we? How do we get done. here, Jim? Destroy. You just destroy. You're taking down teams. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe that's how it's perceived. No, no like, Judge and Gettleman are taking down that team, and and that's that's why you wrote the story. But. Well, it's. I, I don't know. Like I, I think that there's voices to be heard, and they they're literally just witnesses to the car wreck, and no, they're just fine. it's they're just breaking down what they see, and I think that these giant fans that are pouring their hard-earned money into the product 
and they want you know, answers. You know, they're living paycheck to paycheck, and they're buying and season they tickets. They want answers. They deserve answers, I right? I would like to know. They deserve it. I would love to hear from, like, not hear from, but, like, I, I guess the question would be, if, if I was offered the GM job for the Giants, you know, what do you, do you keep Daniel Jones? You know, what? No, I don't. And, but I would like to hear, would Giants, would Giants fans be upset at that? I feel like he's had enough chances. I really do. I feel like Judge has had enough chances. We, we poked a lot of fun at Howie Roseman, justifiably so. They moved on from Carson Wentz pretty quick, and Jalen Hurts looks pretty good right he, now. He, they, they've catered to Hurts. They've catered to Hurts. I'm just saying the, the, the idea, coaching, the concept That's of coaching. moving on. That, You've got to be willing. No question. And that would be my thing is, look, let's just move on. Let's Don't overthink it. Yeah, if Daniel Jones goes somewhere else and makes it, hey, great job. But it hasn't worked here. It's not going to work here. And that therein lies the problem with the New York Giants. This is an organization. Like who's the voice? Who's where, saying enough? When they hired Dave Gettleman as GM, it's pretty much understood if you want this job. Probably got to be on board with Eli Manning being the quarterback. Same with Pat Sherman when he becomes head coach. Is that going to be the case in 2021 with Daniel Jones? All right, you want this job? Eh, you better be on board. Dan- like, if you're going to fix the shit, you need to be open to somebody with no ties to the organization coming in, yeah. assessing the organization and doing something. And maybe when they assess it, they come to the conclusion of, you know what, Daniel Jones, there's something here to work with. Let's not give up. Let's not give up on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that per- that's fair. But trust that's that fair. person. Trust that Elliot Wolf. Trust that Glenn Cook. Dan Morgan, somebody who's here. But, I, you know, there's so many candidates. Jim Monas. I would say find, Jim a, guy, find yeah. a guy. That, did, when, do you want to take over the Giants? Wait, is Elliot Wolf with the Patriots right now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he would have a chance because Joe, I don't know what his relationship is with Judge, but Judge stays. I would think That's the personnel the guy. Though, yeah, the judge. Oh, no doubt. It's you know going to be I mean? a patriot. Then it's like, guy. are you working for judge? Are you able to well, independently make your own decisions? How many times we've talked about it every time in this pod? It's owner, pick one. Who's in charge? Head coach or GM? Just pick one, and that guy picks the other guy. If it's GM, he picks a coach. If it's a coach, he picks the GM. <laughs> got to de- you. Got to define who has the power. It's incredible how billionaires who are so successful in their industries and businesses and, you know, they build empires can just royally screw up NFL franchises. That's the simple part of the structure. The simple part of the structure is define who has control. Let him pick the next guy then get your quarterback and go go live your life. That's what you do as an owner. I know it. (laughs) Like we've talked about it. Hey, Sean, Sean, you want Bean? Great. Thank you. (laughs) We got Josh Allen. Thank you. If I was Terry and Kim, you wouldn't catch me ever in this fucking what in this weather in Buffalo. I'd be down in Florida nonstop. We have our GM, coach, and quarterback. Good luck, guys. Yeah. Can't wait to see you in the playoffs. Exactly. I'm out. Go, that, go, if I was an owner, go down I'm out. on the yacht. You did it. You structured. It's done. But they got the savers too. They got to figure out. That's okay. That's on them. Which I, I think there's some good signs there. I don't know anything about hockey, but it may or may not be a little a little biased. You know? No, and you have yeah, but I'm just saying it, that's, my brother. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's it's they got that worried, so I get it. But yeah. I'm saying if you're you're only worried about your NFL team, it's that simple. Stop, like it's just it really is that simple. Isn't it? 
But anyway. yeah, no, it, it really is. But the Giants can't, right? It's remarkable. Why can't the Giants just, those owners, they've been there forever. Like, just, but we all know, we all know that the, yeah, the, the main one of the owners is one of the problems. And that I don't think he's, a, he's I, don't, I think what complicates it, even some of these people that have been fired, they, they like John Mara, they like Chris Mara, they, they like the family. They well, like, they treated, I will say, they treated the scouts and people well. They, it's a first class, it's well run organization. But when Gettleman what, came yeah. in, he kind of took a hacksaw to everything. Oh, well, I asked the Carolina Panthers players how they think about Gettleman. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we saw those reactions. Oh, well, I should say. Uh, What's his name? Want to go after him? Josh Norman? Yeah. May or may not have been uh, texting with him recently about this all, and he has some choice things to say. Sean Payton. Hey, walked- Josh Norman. I know he's, you know, coverage. Yeah. Um, he's forcing ahead. a lot of fumbles. Josh Norman. He's still making plays. He's. Basically, he's a, a veteran NBA player like, yeah. like Vince Carter who can't dunk anymore but can hit those fadeaway shots still. Yeah. Like he found a way to hit those. Th- like Vince Carter was never known for three-pointers. And by the end of his career, he was stroking yeah, threes. Kind of redefined himself. Couldn't dunk anymore. Josh can't cover anymore, but he can cause fumbles. I mean, if you force a fumble every other game, you are you should be in the league. Josh so tough. Yeah. So tough. All right. Anyway. So, so um, we were talking about. Okay. So this conversation. With we're all over. Kurt Warner, yes. No, um, you said yeah. Basically, can you win in the playoffs? Playing the way Josh now, this, it's not like Josh Allen is, um, uh, he, you know, a run around chicken with his head cut off kind of player. He's obviously accurate, he obviously can throw, but his strength is playmaking. So then, can you okay win that way? Three, four times. I, I like the word you said, playmate, because this is where we're. This is where it goes. Is pocket passer a thing of the past? Like, is Aaron Rodgers necessarily all pocket passing? I mean, he kind of has been with the injury a little bit to the toe, but he's known he'll, for. Moving. He'll let you know about that toe injury too. I still can't get over every watching him every game with the throws he makes. But anyway, I'll say this: any answer about can you win with Josh Allen? with his style my answer is hell yes that guy to me it's aaron Rodgers, it's mahomes it's josh allen Mm -hmm. joe burrow's next that's my four right now um after watching everything this year and i feel very strongly about those four where they have done it through toughness through who would you say do you think cincinnati has a great offensive line no and Burrow's sitting there just throwing the ball down. He finds ways to get the ball down the field with it's no insane. protection. He's getting hit nonstop. They're ranked, they're 26, I believe, going into last week. They were 26 in sack percentage. They can't protect him. The hits he takes, I mean, I'm just like kind of – And he, with, with the stuff I do on Sunday now, like I I, yeah, I lean your, into the red zone channel pretty yeah, heavily. Have, how are you feeling about that? Well, it's I'm just, oh yeah, I it? came around to it. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. It's the best because you, yeah. you you get done it at four thirty. You're like, oh, I know everything that happened. I feel like it was the first time I tried coffee as like a sophomore in high school. It's like an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. That's a good. And book. then once you're on it, without you're cream, and sh- without cream and sugar, you're addicted. Oh, well, a little cream no, and sugar. No, no, it's straight black and little straight, part, yeah, straight only, red. Only so. way to do it. But like just following Joe Burrow and and through that lens, he. I mean, I, I haven't even – it's not like I've seen every snap of this guy. The hits he takes are insane. Amazing. That Green Bay game, I mean, I thought they were going to have to scoop his carcass off the field with a shovel. 
after that hit he took. And he, he takes massive hits. He hurt his pinky and on his throwhead in that one in uh, the Chargers game later in the year. He hurt his knee against the Chiefs. He has his nameplate ripped off against the Chiefs. And he just gets up again and again and just keeps making big time throws. And I, I didn't guess, put him higher. I mean, if I were to do a list, yeah, okay. He, he might be one or two right now. It, it, right now, how, how quarterbacks are playing in this this moment. I, he may be the best quarterback in the NFL. Those four guys I just mentioned, all four of them have that same characteristic. You can't get them off the field. You can't get Rodgers off, Mahomes off, Josh. Josh is playing hurt. Yeah. Aaron plays hurt. Burrow plays hurt. Mahomes will play hurt. He's tough as hell. Yeah. I saw him get destroyed against the Saints before last year, and it didn't. I mean, he just bounces back. You can't phase it. Those guys, they are that tough. So I guess my point of the Sean whole, Manning probably put Manning up there. Man, go back. That's our David Lee story. Way back in when Manning was coming out of college, David Lee was our quarterback coach in Buffalo. He wanted to work him out, and he wanted to specifically dunk a ball, a football, in, in a bucket of water to see if Manning could throw a wet football. Yeah. He wanted to go personally work him out to do that. And Whaley and I were like, "No, we're good." Like, we, <laughs> We're okay on Mannion. I think if he could throw a wet ball, it's not going to sway our opinion on him. We, we think he's kind of average as it is. So, Wow. Yeah. And that's on the company dime, too. Oh, yeah. He he was very concerned about if he could throw a wet football. See, he he didn't – he wasn't able to do that. Well, oh, speak, well, it makes me think of Mike Zimmer's response this week to – um. Oh, that was, that, that was just <laughs> – I'm not a huge Zimmer guy, but that was – Oh my god. That could be one of the because greatest. they see him every day. That's why he's not playing. I if if I if I wanted he'd be playing this week if he was good enough. Basically, like I'm not playing the guy that's not better. Mannion's better than Mon. Yeah. Who we should have Sims on. Sims had Mon rated really did, high coming out of college. Did, and I thought Mon was average as could be. Man. Anyway, that's, that's yeah. Man. It's uh, no, all right. So back to the quarterback. I know you got man. See, you We're can't bring up man, man. You, you know, got me. Get these movies going. I throw a Manion at you. Next a Manion. You know. I wasn't expecting that one. It made me think of David Lee <laughs> dunking a football in a bucket of water. These guys are everybody's getting millions of dollars to dunk a football in water to make a decision on if we should draft him or not. I'm so glad I'm in the XFL. <laughs> there are the NFL does have a lot of dunces in there you know and a lot you know of dunces in the nfl it's incredible it's it really I think fans is. would be shocked to see how many that's why i like general buffoons are running this league that's why this whole thing started because we, yeah. we passed on patrick mahomes like we're buffoons i mean it, really I, I mean that's a it was a no-brainer you know you look back on it it's a no-brainer so oh. i'm okay i'll call myself out but i'll call other people out too yeah you call yourself out but should we get speaking of the XFL? Should we reach out to Antonio Brown as our first big? You know what? I brought it up today. To I the, like it. The people that be. Should the XFL, under the guidance of Mark, Doug Whaley, Mark, Mark Ross, Ross, Doug Whaley, Jim Russ Lotus, Brandon, Russ Jim Brandon, Brandon, bring in Antonio Brown as the face of the league? You guys have to be the. I know. I was like, maybe not the well, face. He, but he would be though. I mean, if you if you, you think Tio would come out in retirement. Oh, in a heartbeat. This could be the new XFL. T.O., T.O., A.B. Maybe E.J. Manuel, quarterback. E.J. throw. I'd watch. I would watch. Everybody would watch that. That's the answer I actually needed to hear. Yes. Yes. Please do this right now. 
it would be entertaining what's funny as is, hell. What's funny is, would you take EJ for an NFL game this week? Would you? Would you? Could you live with EJ, Antonio Brown, and To better than who's who's trotting out? Um, from yeah, from. So I would take EJ over from. Yes. Right or Glennon. Kenny Galladay, who's seventy-two million. I don't know man. who they have playing right now. He might be hurt. Antonio Brown and To have to be both better than anybody the Giants are putting out there on injuries. Maybe I don't know if Sterling Shepard is out. I, they've had so many injuries, and we might we might stumble on something. Anyway, I like it. Well, anyway. it all, if when it happens, everybody listening can be like, you know what? I knew that was happening because I listened to the Go Long podcast. It. Talking this about where, this is where the idea was hatched. But get Russ to listen. Well, he will. Okay, I'll tell him at three thirty today on a call. But talking about people that run these leagues and coaches and GMs and the Bruce Arians Antonio Brown thing is it's awful. Yeah, I don't know. All, we don't know what to believe, but I don't hear a lot of people defending the coach or the player from that team. I saw a lot of guys trying to calm AB down, like Mike, you know, his teammates were trying to keep him in check. They knew he was about to lose it. Come on, man, hold it together, hold it together. No, but I don't like how it went down. Like, cause these guys do, nobody looks good. So I was thinking about it. So he's saying he took a shot, right? Antonio Brown took a, a shot from the trainer. To, to, Tore it off. Yeah, probably. Which another, here's a, that destroyed Tyrod Taylor out yeah. in, with the Chargers. Remember? Oh, they stabbed him in the lung. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the length these players go to just try to play. It's and just hard. I think it's hard for people to get on board with anything that Antonio Brown says because he's a serial freak show. Like everywhere he so, goes, he is insane. So it's and like insane things happen. So how can how can anybody? So we're automatically going to just right. And I normally, you know, I, I get I'm it. the same way. I don't know if I believe any of it. I don't know what to believe. I don't. It is very believable. Like, all right, you know, he's hurt. He's going to go back in. Maybe there's some incentive stuff wait. to play. All that. That incentive stuff is real. The incentive stuff is real. As you know. And the other thing that is real is if he was injured and trying to fight through that, that would have been communicated to the head coach. Mm-hmm. That is a definite. There is, when it comes to injuries, there is constant communication between player, trainer, head coach. Constant. There's no, there's no gray area. There's no. I didn't know he wasn't. I didn't know he was. No, we know everything about these guys. And Bruce Arians was pretty forceful on that, right? Like that. He Arians didn't come across great to me in the the way he's handled this either. I, the whole thing, I just don't like. Well, you know what? Obviously, but we're pro. I'm always pro player. I'm pro player, but. Antonio Brown is like a creature unto himself. Like this is he has a history. To put it mildly. <laughs> um so he is but yeah. but I'm not I'm not defending Tampa Bay. I mean you know No, I'm you, not either. You, I'm not you knew what you were getting into. I was gonna say, right. When you signed this guy, when like when, when shit hit the fan with the Raiders, like you knew what you were getting into. It's, it's on the, the Bucks and it's on Tom Brady, because as we can all assume Tom Brady's pushing like hell for Antonio Brown to be a buck. Well, this was inevitable. It, I don't think it was a matter of if it was a matter of, of when. When is he going to rip off his pads and his shirt and pump up the crowd? And the, oh, by the way, the night before he's hooking up with the OnlyFans <laughs> model and lick the toilet seat to get. I mean, it's just 
It's insane. But they go way back, it sounds like. They go back to 18, right? I thought it's like they sparked up in 2018. Well, but yeah, whatever. just making a sex video. Very normal. Very normal, Jim. Well, the, the, the crazy part about that part of the story is I, I've been in these hotels nights before games. Nobody's getting on the player's floor. There's security on every single level right off that elevator. Is that right? Unless you're slipping that security guy a little money. <laughs> so Antonio Brown slipped the security I'm just guy. saying there's more to that story. Like if she was in the team hotel yeah. with him, she got somebody up somehow. She got up. It, she didn't do it and just everybody said, oh, nice to see you. It was somebody got a nice Christmas gift on that. Maybe the Christmas gift took on other forms. Too. Security, um, and I'm, hey, security guard, he knows what he's doing, whatever. Security guard is a happy guy right now, one way or the other. He got a nice payday. Somebody got a nice payday from Antonio Brown on that one. It's. It, I'm glad it happened in week 18 of an NFL season because otherwise we're talking about I don't whether know teams should rest their starters. Because this, this, My favorite story this week, though, is that the Chargers and Raiders could tie oh, oh. and both make the playoffs if – what is it if – um. Somebody loses, right? Um, Colts? Yes. If the Jaguars beat if the, the Colts. If the Jags beat the Colts, then they both get then in. They can, yeah. And they could both take me. So the league office wouldn't let that happen. No. Right? You can't, they'd have to play a football They game. would take – no, they wouldn't do it. But it would – I mean, it benefits now, everybody. Now, the funny part is for them to do that. it could make sense. Yeah, they should. They should. I mean, if you're the if you're the coaches, you hit each other up and be like, Colts, hey, if the Colts lose, man, are you cool with – yeah, I'm The cool Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. So I know that Jacksonville's bad. They haven't won in Jacksonville since it could happen. The could NFL, happen. you can't ever assume anything in the NFL. No. That Jaguar team is my goodness. So my Tony, goodness. So anyway, yeah. You want Antonio Brown to, to be in the XFL. Oh well, it's something that crossed my mind today. Who would be like who would be the player that you absolutely well covet? That's the issue. League? That's the issue with all these leagues whenever they start up is 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 there ever a guy that really is going to – is a player going to make these leagues or is it the product and the coaches? Yeah. You know, to me, I think it's more about the coaches. Get some really, like, coaches you want to see mic'd up and behind the scenes with. That's where I think these leagues have a chance to make – that's how I God. want the XFL I mean, You're to probably getting access. inundated with ideas from people, aren't you? Um, like it's, we're ready to be – I told you we're going to be aggressive and all open. We want all access. We want fans to see daily meetings – practice oh yeah coaches have to be we want coaches who are ready to be on mic all the time like a real hard knocks but not the fake not the fake hard knocks right like the real sanitized no like the real stuff like it's amazing that that's the only way like that's to me how these leagues make it i you know i just i don't think there's one player that's going to make the xfl it's the, the you're right i think there's a there's absolutely a lane for exclusivity and mm -hmm. access, and here's the real it's, sport of football. And people love real I, football. They want the violence. They want the hitting. How they much? Want, they want to. They want the blood, the sweat, the guts. They want it all. How much would you love to watch a um, Friday meeting with the the coordinator and the quarterback? A, 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 a rundown of the first 15 plays. How much would you like to see how that goes down? How they set up the first 15 plays? And hey, do you like this play? What don't you like about it? 
Do you like this one if we go on this? Hey, it's second and seven. I'm looking at this. Do you yeah. like that? That's it, It's really cool, but people don't get to see it. Like, there's a lot that goes into that. I think that'd be fun to see other than just the – we've seen all the other stuff. Let's see some of the game planning. Well, you, you don't want the three keys to the game, Jim? Limit turnovers. I was just oh, – you got me on the no turnovers. <laughs> I was thinking um, pressure. Pressure. Pressure quarterback pressure. is a good one. And I would say – Wait, there are wait. So it's establish the run. Establish run. Establish the run. Establish the run. See, end it there. Done. That's it. That's all I want on the exit. And that's every college bowl game when you see keys to victory today. Establish run. Turnovers. Playoff football. Establish run. In all seriousness, so I mean, you're onto something right now. But we got to be different. We XFL. I'm saying we got to be different to make this thing fun to watch. Like take. So you're not. It's not like you guys are in cahoots with the NFL. We're not going to be in cahoots with the NFL. I don't which think. Which is which is good. Um, Keep and I that independence. Yeah, it, it will be. Um, but we we would like to incorporate, if we can, with the NFL. Some, if they want us to try to use new technology or try different rules or. Well, if the NFL was smart, they would they would look at you guys not as a threat but as a. I, there's a lot of great football players that so, don't have a place to play. I brought up the other day, I brought up first to second quarter, any touchdown you score, you have to go for two. I like it. Well, because it changed the whole game, mm-hmm. right, for both everybody. But, you know, the counter to that is we might just use what the XFL had two years ago where you can either go for one from the three-yard line, two points from, like, the five, or three points from the ten, which is fine, too. No kicking extra points but anyway it's stuff like that we have to right, keep eliminate all the kickers get rid of them send them to siberia I, I think we're all kind of on board for that right at least see how it goes the bills the bills have done it they don't punt you're right and punt in two games i will say though i think that the nfl treats itself so much as us as the, as the ussr with i mean like they they they, they, they treat information of Anything that happens behind the scenes, any anything with X's and O's, by and large, there's exceptions. Like it's the nuclear codes. So fa- fans want the nuclear codes. They, they want to know what's really happening behind the scenes. They they deserve to know what's happening behind the scenes. If you if you give them that somehow with this product, coverage Would, wise, anything as you're saying. I, no, I don't, and I, don't I, think, I think there could be an audience for that, a huge audience for that. I don't know. We have to at least try to be different. But like we talked about, we were, this whole thing started by – I don't think one player will make the XFL. I think it's more Probably about right, coaches yeah. and product. We'll, we'll do a good job. We'll, we'll, we're going to figure it out. But I know. I don't want to get you into trouble. No, there's Just, no trouble yet. We really don't have a lot yet. I just think that there's an opportunity. Like we are ground. When I tell you we're at ground level, we're at ground level. I mean, we are. You, you think about like any other business, even even basketball. You can go to college for a year and go pro. You can get really good football players, really young, that want to support their families with their skill, and that don't have the ability to do that. They've got to wait a year, two, three years before they can do Would it. Would you tune in to see a five-star receiver that didn't go to college, that's getting his education totally. in the XFL and making totally. money for his family? Totally. Would you? Does that bother you? Like, say he's a say there's this a great receiver. Let's just go with Louisiana because LSU puts out how many receivers every year. Say there's a five-star receiver out at LSU, but he's like, you know what? 
I need the money. I can get, yeah. I can get credit. I can get some education in the XFL. I can earn credits, make money, and play football. It's, I would, how could you? You couldn't get mad at the guy. No, people would get that. And I think, I don't know if we're. I like I said, I'd love to be aggressive. And that's and try, back to your point, though, and having good coaches. And well, a, and a good, you want them to have that, that would be coaching the key. still. Guys that can develop those develop skills. Right. Yeah, like an Urban Meyer, a great developer of. <laughs> Once in a life right. generational right. town like Trevor Lawrence, like you know what, you hire Urban Meyer and then you bring in a Sluzy as a the best thing about assistant Urban, coach. God, we're all over the place. The best thing about Urban Meyer is he sat, he had Cam Newton sitting on the bench, and the whole Florida team's looking at him like, "You're you're going to keep Tebow in over this guy? Like, can you just make the switch? No, I'm going to keep Tebow in. What's Cam do? I'm going to leave." Okay, I see it. Go to a junior college. I, I mean, I think he made the right choice. I think he'd go Tebow 10 out of 10 times. Like Urban Meyer. Had, it's about culture, kept, Jim. You Urban Meyer kept Cam Newton on the bench and couldn't develop Trevor Long. Like, could we make an argument he's the worst quarterback coach? Like, we have Adam Gase, we have Matt Nagy in the running, right? Yeah. Of guys that yeah. have just destroyed quarterbacks. I hadn't thought of that. I don't know if Gase has destroyed quarterbacks. He somehow got. I like Adam. I like Adam Gates, but he somehow he got killed for Sam Darnold, who has proven that he can't do it. He got killed for Tannehill, which was a little harsh because he was on and off with injuries, Tannehill in Miami. And, and I can't sit there and say Tannehill's a superstar. When I rank him, he's in that 15 to 20 range of quarterbacks. I mean, they're the number one seed because of players like Jeffrey Simmons. And Brable, and and Brable has done right a great now. job. And I, I, it's not all Tannehill. Um, and then, so has Gase done really, has really, has he been that bad of a quarterback coach or has he coached bad quarterbacks? Right. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I know I'm, we're everywhere right now, but. Hmm. Well, I think you got to bring in Tebow, you bring in EJ Manuel, you bring in T.O. So wait, is that what we're going to do? Is that what the, this XFL is going to be? But yeah. Not the youth movement. We're going to go with. I like it. I like guys who want one more chance. Oh, then we got to get Peterman. Yeah. Well, Peterman, he was, I mean, he wasn't just the Buffalo Bills starting quarterback once. Kim, he was the Buffalo Bills starting quarterback. I don't know. Did twice. I did I tell this story about what Kim Pagula said to me in the cafeteria after we drafted no. Peterman that night? I never told this. You did not. We we were excited about that draft was stressful, right? We all know that the Pagulas wanted Patrick Mahomes. We all okay. We take Peterman in the fifth round, thinking he could develop into a backup, blah, blah, blah. Nobody thought he was gonna be the starter. And we're in the cafeteria because we had a long break between picks. And that's when you go in there, get something to eat, whatever. And Kim looked at me and she was like, we were just sitting there. And I was like, she's like, how do you think it's going? I'm like, you know, I, I think pretty good. You know, I think we made the most of this trade and like these guys we got. And she just looked at me and she's like, we should have taken Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to her, I look at her and I said, I said, Kim, we got Peterman. I was like, we made up for it in the fifth round. And I was kind of trying to take a little tension off really? the conversation, but she didn't really. She was kind of smiling. We're good. She wasn't laughing Peter. that hard about it. And I was thinking, man. Did... Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can remember exactly where we were. We, we, I'm exactly where we were in the cafeteria talking about it. Man. Yeah. Anyway, it's just amazing. We're all over. It's amazing because. I can't, know, Peterman, that's a name I don't like bringing up. But I'm thinking of uh, 
2014. I mean, so you, I'm trying to think of a comparison, right? So Jerry Jones is obsessed with Johnny Manziel. He was like <laughs> beside himself, depressed when they didn't get Manziel. I mean, he looked to his That's his son Stephen Jones afterwards and, and basically <clears throat> said like, you know, he, he was depressed. He couldn't. He was he was pissed that he didn't step in and say we need Johnny. I took Zach Martin. And that's a huge reason why they ended up winning the next. I can tell you who was, years. who was more yeah, depressed. Manziel would have set that team back. Yeah, well, I can tell you who was more depressed about Manziel was Mike Pettin, the head coach of the Browns, yes. when they drafted him, and oh. we we practiced against them that year in Rochester, at training camp. And Pettin was, you know, because we had a little relationship with Pettin from the Bills, you know, that year when he was with us with the Bills, and I looked at him, and he was like. Hmm. <laughs> he didn't really want to say it, but he's like, hmm. <laughs> Stuck with this guy. But good football. Coach. It could go that it could go that direction, you know. Damn, Here, here's a case where the owners loved a quarterback and they weren't just right. They were right on somebody who could realistically go down as one of, if not the best player of all time when it's all said and done. Yeah. 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 No, it's hey. I could like, like I said, we can talk about it. Right through it. the Peterman pick. That's a hilarious story. I love that. I said, hey, we got Peterman. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, damn, I didn't even, I thought maybe I'd get a little laugh. It was like, <laughs> well, you know, let's let, let's let it play out, Jim. Let's let it play out. You know, let's not rush to conclusions. Well, we saw it. Yeah, we knew we had time. I was like, I thought maybe a little laugh, but all right, it's good. Yeah. Well, what do you say? That's probably good for this week, eh? Yeah, we hit. We really it was good range. Ran the full gamut. A Antonio Brown of the XFL, Peterman. Yeah, I think so. I think that people got their, uh, they got their listens worth here. We still so, have. There's more, more to come. More to come. We got the playoffs. We got to save some good stuff for the playoffs. Yeah, I think next week let's break down these wild card games. And you know what's gonna be fun too about next week when we talk too is what coaches survive. Yeah, is David Culley gonna survive? Who I thought that's sure. I thought for sure he was a one and done. We'll wait and see. They definitely played they're, harder. They're, they are playing. Than people expected. They are playing, and it, it says something to yeah. his. It really does, and they've probably. It goes to show you what we've all said about David Culley is he's such a great man. Yeah, and the players probably love that about him. Right, and right. want to give them. They're giving them their everything they got. Totally, totally. So, honestly, he almost. To me, he's he's earned another year, I think. I don't know if I would have said that before the season. If I thought he could get through this year, but there's just no talent. I mean, oh, they, they stripped the roster they don't down. Have the Lions, they stripped their roster down. Like, and to me, I just keep coming back to the Giants. Look at these other teams that are fighting. I mean, the Texans beat the Titans, and they could they could beat them again this week. Who knows? The, look at the Jets. Look at the Jets. Look at their wins. The Jets beat mm-hmm. the Titans. And the Jets beat um, the Bengals. Yeah, and they point. they took the Tampa Bay to the brink this week. So don't give me well, this crap about injury. I don't want to hear. If I hear any coach, no, no, bemoan injuries no, or this, get no. out of here. Every team's dealing with it. Injuries. COVID, it's injuries, like that's every, that's the number one thing. I don't ever want to hear about injuries or youth or young. I hate those. I the Saints are alive for the playoffs with everything they've been through. Insane. Not to me. I'm not hey, shocked. You know, Peyton. Not shocked. Yeah, that defense is legit. I mean, they they show up. But anyway, Bills caught them at a good time, though. That 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 was they were were really that was about as bad as the Saints team as you could ever put out. They caught them at a good time. Do you want to throw out a Super Bowl pick for the hell of it? 
real I'll, quick. Yeah, I'll just go Bills Packers. What I did in our our article, I'll stick with it. I like it. How about you? It's hard to argue with that. Go ahead. No, it's. I mean, that's what um, I picked. I'll go. I'll stick with it. I'll go. Go Chiefs Packers. Yeah, that's fair. Because in the I mean, the AFC you can go. You can go three or four different directions and make a good case. But the NFC, I mean, Arizona just got a big win, but Hopkins, no Hopkins. I, eh, I don't know. I can't, I can't get there yet with Arizona. There's da- Dallas, I will never get there with Mike McCarthy. We are. Um, we have a lot to dive into these next couple weeks with how the Rams sees it, how this plays out with Stafford. Yeah. The coaching so, hirings and firings. This, this is going to be a really fun time of year to – what well, Murray, Stafford, these quarterbacks, are they going to take the teams to the next level like they're yeah. supposed to? It's going to be good. It's so set up for Aaron Rodgers to get back to the Super Bowl. Oh that, if, that if he can't get there, Tyler, again, well said. Like, I've said t- Tampa Bay's a dis- dysfunctional mess right now out of nowhere. And injured. And injured. I've said all, you know, I've been talking about Green Bay all year. I, you know, yes, you're right about Two that. Wins. I never really said it like Two this. Two wins at home. That's all they need. But I never really thought about like that, where it is set up for them to get to the Super Bowl. Like they really should do it. Like they own, they've owned the Rams and, and Stafford. They've owned Stafford for over a decade. I don't wonder what's going to happen in the if Aaron Rodgers NFC Championship. You're going to be. Uh, I can't wait. Anyway, we got maybe, this. We got a good couple Caleb weeks Haney up. will uh, come on out to be a relief pitcher of sorts in that game. Closing out. All right, well, all that's right. good. That was good. This, we got some good stuff coming. On. Uh, go along td.com, Apple, Spotify, rate us, review us, let us know what you think about the podcast. We appreciate everybody I, listening, watching. I have a feeling the only clip I'm going to see is uh, we took Peterman, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. <laughs> anyway, no, thanks well, for we listening. Should, we should just extract those five seconds and throw well, it out there. On don't Twitter. let Kim, right. Kim will be like, yeah, I do remember that. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, everyone.